0: Under the leadership of uh, Dr. Monroe, we're doing absolutely everything we can think of to see that Hoosiers, young and old, are protected against the the flu, which is always an issue, which sadly uh, kills hundreds of Hoosiers in a normal year. And also, of course, the potential threat of a new strain of flu, H1N1, which you've all uh, been paying a lot of attention to. And so, uh, uh, Judy and I, are. Here to encourage every Hoosier to get the appropriate shot or shots, vaccination. Um, in our case, uh, being a, of, uh, more than 25, <laughs> more than 25 years, and uh, neither of us is pregnant at the moment. <laughs> so so uh, the regular flu shot is is the uh, recommended mm-hmm. uh, vaccination for us. And later on, as as, uh, Dr. Monroe pointed out uh, earlier this week, uh, after our first responders and medical uh, professionals have been vaccinated, there will be wider use of the H1N1. But today, we'll be getting the regular flu shot, which we certainly hope every uh, Hoosier will take advantage of uh, uh, soon, too. Doctor, you want to say a word?
1: Sure. Well, thank you, Governor. Uh, And I really appreciate the Governor's support on this. He's been very supportive of the Health Department and all the efforts that we're trying to uh, have to reach out to Hoosiers and make sure they get good information and that we uh, are in the forefront of getting the H1N1 vaccine to the state. But today, really, our message is the seasonal influenza. Every year, we do lose hundreds of Hoosiers. Uh, In fact, about 1,100 Hoosiers die from pneumonia and influenza every year in our state. and the seasonal influenza is just so incredibly important. We always encourage it every year. We have a chart with us today to help explain this because I know it's a little confusing to people. And you'll see from this chart that everyone that is in the uh, high-risk group or the targeted groups for the H1N1 uh, influenza vaccine also, uh, it's recommended that they get the seasonal influenza vaccine. Um, as you can see from the chart, and then there are folks on here that are recommended to get the seasonal influenza, but not, but not the. Uh, <laughs>
0: very
1: good, very good. Uh, you see at the bottom here are the folks that should get the seasonal influenza, but are not in those target groups for H1N1 initially. Now, eventually we'll have enough H1N1 vaccine for everyone, but that's going to be uh, probably a couple of months away. Uh, but in these first weeks, as we receive more H1N1 vaccine. We'll be communicating on our website. We'll be making sure there's lots of communications out there about where folks can get the vaccine. Right now, we have just a limited amount. I want to make sure folks understand just a limited amount of the nasal spray came to the state. And we're expecting more to be coming in uh, over the next several days uh, and certainly over the next several months. Um, one thing we do want to uh, let everybody know about today is that we wanted to unveil a uh, public service announcement uh, that will start airing next week. and I. Again, the governor has been very supportive. Uh, I asked him if he would uh, be willing to uh, help us with this message. And so we wanted to share with you public service announcement uh, that will be airing. The flu season is upon us. That's why everyone in Indiana needs to get a flu vaccination now.
0: Thanks. That's right, Doc. I encourage every Hoosier to get a seasonal flu vaccine.
1: Pregnant women, children, and young adults should also get the H1N1 flu vaccine. Both are safe and effective for you and your family. Don't get the flu. Don't spread the flu. Protect yourself. Protect your neighbors. Get vaccinated now. Please visit our website for more information. That's it? Now the moment you've all been waiting
0: for. <laughs> this is in the arm, right? Did we establish, or yeah. Okay. We
1: establish that? Yeah. We that
0: to
1: yeah,
0: yeah. oh I, okay. I, I prefer sit I you prefer uh, you sit down. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Okay,
1: good. <laughs> get Is that far enough? It's that good starch you got on your shirt.
0: You can wear them more than once if you do that. <laughs> Do I get like a gummy bear <laughs> No, no gummy bear band aids. Don't even have a Harley band aid for this year. Is it? That's right. Did you come up with that last year? Yeah like right to have you. Harley Bandit. That's Thank you. But I do this us hope it's a lollipop. Of <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> now, The other thing if, the, if, if our doc asking didn't do it, this, this ought to encourage everybody. <laughs>
1: Oh, I know. Uh, so relaxing in front of the cameras. <laughs> I think we did mango for you. It is. It's, well, I was trying to guess. Uh, it, it is now. You, it, it. you are right now.
0: Now, don't whine or cry or faint, Doc. It would be a very bad thing. That would be probably. a bad
1: moment, wouldn't it? One, two, three. smile Nothing all good. the way through it. Mm-hmm. Nothing to it. I'm i going to give her a choice of things. Oh, wow. Cherry's my favorite. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you,
0: folks, very much. There we go. Anything on <laughs> about that? <laughs> Anything else we can say? One question. Um, Paper reminded me this week that you get to take a sick day in four years. A lot of people have that same approach. What do you say to someone like yourself who tries to avoid sickness? I'm sorry, Carrot. How avoid... what do you say to someone like yourself who avoids sick days whenever possible because they've got to come to work? Well, I'd say first of all, practice all the preventive health you can. There's a matter—I'm sure—a measure of good luck involved, but. Uh, I've become more and more attentive to this. Uh, eating right, sleeping right. Uh, I am told, keep your immune system strong. Um, and um, washing my hands, uh, I'm uh, more and more uh, alert to that these days. I guess the other thing I'd say is though, don't be uh, silly about it. If you do get sick, especially with something communicable, uh, don't be a hero. Uh, you can be productive from home uh, if you feel up to that these days. and so. I think uh, I'll defer to Judy, but I think it's probably also good advice that uh, if you do come down to something despite your best efforts, um, don't uh, take a chance on spreading it to anybody else.
1: Yeah, I, I would concur. I mean, I think right now with the flu spreading, and we're seeing an increase in uh, cases uh, in our schools and universities and, and the community. So right now when folks, uh, the, the message is if you have fever... Uh, along with uh, cough, sore throat, which are the classic symptoms of the flu, you really shouldn't be coming to work uh, when when you have an active fever and uh, to stay home with those symptoms until you can uh, uh, get better. And certainly folks that have underlying, I think a really critical message for folks that have underlying asthma, uh, pulmonary disease, underlying chronic disease, if they start getting fever, sore throat, cough, symptoms of the flu, they need to call their doctor right away because they, they really should start on antiviral medication Uh, as early as possible. Those medications are most effective in the first 24 to 48 hours of starting. So we don't want people to delay calling their physician and getting medical care.
0: And Dr. Monroe, how frightening is this, especially with the news of the child out of South Bend?
1: Well, unfortunately we expected with more widespread disease that we would see uh, more critical cases, uh, more hospitalizations and, and unfortunate deaths um, so it's always it's always very concerning we don 't want to lose any hoosiers uh, that's why I'm excited that the vaccine is now arriving it, it can't come fast enough uh, and uh, you know we wish we'd had it sooner, but that you know that we had to go through all the safety and the production to get the vaccine. So I'm just I'm just pleased that we've got a vaccine that's going to be able to combat this. I had a, a friend who is a parent yesterday who said, I, there's no way I'm going to give it to my child. Who knows
0: what this could do to them down the road? What do you say to people like that who do have fears
1: about the vaccine? I think it's really important that the public understand that this vaccine uh, that's available has been produced the same as the flu shot that the governor and I just got. We've been getting uh, flu shots, and those have been available to the public, uh, for years and they've been quite safe and the, and the methodology uh, of the production the way they've produced this and made this vaccine is the same as uh, any other seasonal uh, influenza it's just the, it's a new virus that they had to make this vaccine so uh, and so far the early uh, you know the early studies the people that have gotten the vaccine have uh, had you know maybe a little bit of soreness in their arm but uh, it's been very safe um, and certainly better to have the prevention of a vaccine than the consequence of uh, severe disease that this is causing. Yeah. Yeah. Can I
0: just underscore something? You know, speaking obviously as a non-professional, but we're rightly paying so much attention to the H1N1, we don't know what direction it might head, and any uh, case or critical case uh, tends to catch our attention. But remember the number that Judy gave you. Year in, year out, the old-fashioned flu kills over 1,000 Hoosiers. So the shots we just got for the moment, uh, statistically, I think you'd say, are as important as uh, all the things we're trying to do about H1N1. So um, we're sort of accustomed to the idea of, a, of an annual flu, but we ought not overlook the damage that it does And, and as, we, as our attention gets diverted to this new threat. The status of the supply of the seasonal vaccines. Do we have
1: enough already? Um, my understanding there's there was a little bit of a slowdown with the seasonal production of the seasonal because of the demand for the H1N1 production. So there have been some some supply issues. Um, I also understand that I think uh, certain like the the larger uh, uh, pharmacies were able to get the uh, vaccine or some of the. Grocery stores and different places like that were able to get vaccine a little easier than some of the the medical providers that ordered smaller quantities. Um, Unfortunately, that's out of our control. That's a manufacturing and supply issue. And how
0: much worse do you expect this flu season to be than last?
1: Well, that's the unknown. I wish I had a crystal ball, I I tell you. um, You know, right now, um, flu season typically starts the first week of October, and we're already uh, seeing uh, more cases then uh, we will see at the peak of typical flu seasons. Good news is it's mostly mild disease. Um, What we we don't know is will we see this is really the second wave of H1N1 that we're seeing now. Will that go down, and then will we see a third wave uh, come wintertime, which is our typical uh, peak of the flu season? So in January, February, when the weather gets cold and dry, we could see a third uh, peak in this or a third wave of this H1N1, In addition, we don't know how much seasonal influenza we're going to see this year. Um, And so there's a potential there that if you have the seasonal plus the H1N1 during the peak of the winter, uh, it could be a very hard flu season. Uh, But we just don't know. We can't predict it. I can think of
0: two groups that fit this. Is there anyone who should not get the flu shot?
1: That should not get the seasonal influenza? the, The folks with egg allergies. Um, Everyone else, actually, if they desire to have it, uh, could get it. But if you have egg allergies because of the production uh, using eggs, uh, those individuals cannot get the flu shot.
0: And not babies either.
1: Right, and infants, uh, exactly. Uh, Infants uh, from birth to six months of age uh, cannot get the flu shot. And that's why we recommend if you're a caregiver, if you're a family with a young infant, get your flu shot, both seasonal and uh, the uh, H1N1 when it's available because you, you form what's called a cocoon effect and you protect the infant because everybody else is immunized.
0: But those are the only exceptions. Everyone else, good policy, <coughs> would be to go get yeah, could,
1: both shots. could times. get it. right. Well, well, could eventually get the H1N1 when there's enough supply. Yeah.
0: Um, it's unrelated, but well, it's related. But just because we're together on this subject, can I just tell you guys a new piece of data that Judy just brought to my attention last week. Uh, You may recall that um, uh, she first identified the fact to me that uh, a startlingly high percentage of our young people were not getting immunized on time. It was 22%, uh, as I recall. And that was one of the worst records in America. And when when we passed in 2007, the Healthy Indiana Program uh, we raised the tobacco tax and it paid, as you know, to provide insurance, principally to provide health insurance. But also, we we carved out the first few million dollars to attack this problem. Indiana has improved from 46th to 14th nationally in immunizing our kids in just two years. The credit goes to Dr. Monroe for identifying this problem, and then of course to the, uh, the those who helped us uh, attack it so uh, so uh, quickly. But really glad in my heart to see this date. Of course, I want to be number one, so we will keep on working, but to, to vault from 46 to 14th, I think it was, mm-hmm. in just two years means that our kids are being protected against a range of diseases now and in a much better way than they were. And that's about the best investment of public dollars
1: I can think of. So. Um, on that, what we were at 22% worth, getting it, what are we down? Um, I'll have to get that percentage. It, it breaks down, but we're now like for, um, I want to say hepatitis is an example. We're at 95% of the kids are getting that. It breaks down by each immunization, uh, by each shot, but we're doing uh, much better, and there's, the systems are in place. We're, we also are having more providers use our registry, um, and actually one of the things I would like to see is a legacy of H1N1, we, we're we having about 500 new uh, users of CHIRP, which is our uh, statewide registry, because of H1N1, I see that as a legacy. After we get through H1N1, I think we'll have a lot more users using our state registry, which will also drive our immunization rates up because we can track things better. So it's pretty. that part's pretty exciting. Thanks. Go get your shots. <laughs>